0: Welcome to SHIFT, a college admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that includes everything you need to ace your ACT test. It's a full textbook, tons of questions that are backed by our memory enhancing algorithm, a built-in study planner, and plenty of full-length practice exams. You can get a free trial at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off at checkout. Uh, Also with me today is Wes Carroll, and Wes is actually an achievable author as well for our AMC course which is in the same universe really as the ACT and SAT and um college admissions. And so I you know excited Wes to have you on here because I feel like this is actually a really good crossover and I would love for you to kind of introduce yourself and also talk about um the AMC.
1: Sounds great. Uh Tyler, it's lovely to see you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um what can I tell you? Well, uh so I head up West Carroll Tutoring and Coaching. We've been around for over 25 years at this point. Um we're uh we'll get into it I'm sure, but we're we're specialists in helping relatively strong students become even stronger when it comes to STEM uh, of all kinds. And that over the years that's uh grown to include uh STEM academic preparation, a full SAT and ACT prep actually. I co-ran an SAT and ACT um uh prep company for 10 years along the way. Uh, as well as uh, math competitions, which we'll get into, and uh, some other support skills. So it it really is trying to be a one-stop shop for folks who aren't well-served by the folks who serve sort of the middle of the road. Most people who would otherwise be seeking help, we're trying to get those folks who think they don't need help, but in fact are missing out on a lot of their potential. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then we're talking today about the AMC and uh, yeah. just a little primer before we dig into kind of like the why uh, is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so the AMC is uh, American Mathematics Competition, and yeah. it is the qualifying exam for the AME, the American Mathematics Olympiad. Uh, did I get that all right? And Is there anything kind of you want to say? About More or
1: less. Yeah, yeah uh, so for, for all the parent listeners, right, the AMC um, used to be called the AHSME, the American High School Math Exam, you know, uh, back in the 1700s when we were all kids. And um, and you're absolutely right that it's the qualifying exam. Like once you do the first level, then they invite you to the Invitational, then the U.S. Olympiad, and then there's actually an international Olympiad the so-called IMO and and just to be clear right the IM the IMO is is the real deal like the IMO uh the the set of people who get gold medals at IMO and the set of people who get fields medals right the basically the nobel prize of math the, there's a lot of overlap there it's 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 a, it's a pretty it's pretty rarefied air and as a result <clears throat> um it's it's very well recognized uh for all these reasons and for the fact that it's been around since the 50s um, as a real marker of, of someone who stands out, it's fun. I'm sure we'll get into it, but the AMC originally started as part of, believe it or not, the cold war between us and USSR, uh, you know, back in the middle of the last century. So when I say 1700s, I'm only half joking the the history really does go way back. Right.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because of sort of the, it, it's always been relevant if you want to prove kind of to the world that you're in the the tippy top of the math world. But it's now, I think, becoming a lot more relevant to more people, and particularly in the context of college admissions, right? And, and yeah. so sort of the why, right, which we, were, we promised we'd get to. Um, and I'm sure as parents listening, and if you are listening, and whether you, you've got kind of any, any student, but then especially if you've got a student that really wants to go to Harvard, Deal, Stanford, whatever, yeah. Um, yeah all of the applications are very competitive right and it's kind of hard to tell them apart everybody has a 4.3 gpa or you know some ridiculous number if they grade ap's a certain way everybody's taking 12 ap classes um everyone has you know they're the president of the robotics club and they have a million math Things going on, or just like other extracurriculars, (laughs) and they got an internship at CERN. And like, (laughs) it's it, this is like that's like the bar. And then you know, you you still maybe don't get in. Um, it's insane, right? right. right? And so, there isn't ever a golden ticket, but certainly, there are things that can at least set you apart, right? And the AMC, I feel like, is one of those really interesting things if you're very STEM oriented, very Mm -hmm. math oriented. Um,
1: and so, yeah, you know, or in some cases, even if you aren't right, like, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that I want to throw in right at the outset and maybe we'll get to it and maybe we won't is that you're talking wisely about sort of the, the scarcity anxiety based angle of this, right. Which, mm. I mean, it's just, it's part of the uh, part of the field here, of uh, the yeah. landscape is that, oh my gosh, you know, there's this really difficult thing and I've got to do X, Y, Z thing. And, and yes, the AMC can help for that, but there's another piece of it too, which is that there are some of these activities that aren't merely jumping through hoops that are beneficial in and of themselves, independent of the, you know, resume burnishing it may do for you. And I think the AMC can be one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is a, this is a thing worth doing. Even a kid who doesn't wanna go on to get the Fields Medal, right? There are a lot of circumstances in which some uh, engagement in this field can be really powerful, Even you know, mm-hmm. even for kids who don't think of themselves as math kids. Uh, maybe not everyone, but again, we can get into it. Uh, but I love the way it kind of checks both boxes of, okay, we have to do this thing, but also we get to do this thing and we get things out of it that we get to take away right away.
0: and I think that is sort of the, like the AMC, you could almost call like sort of an advanced cousin of like the ACT-SCT. A bit. <laughs> I
1: kind of think of it that way.
0: I think you've yeah. got a really good point there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the very, um, it's the very it's the very like, obviously math focused, but it's also kind of like logic puzzles focused in a way sure. that it can be helpful after college or I mean, during college and after college, just in your life, just to kind of know how to figure this stuff out.
1: I think that's right. And and another piece of it is right. The the reason that that these kids are aiming for these top schools is that they, they want to continue to play that game. They want to continue to like, you know, apply to all the top jobs and do all the difficult things and all this kind of stuff. Well, there's this, shift that happens along the way Uh, where a kid goes from, I'm doing all this academic stuff because it's easy for me. And I get all these great accolades without trying to a situation where, oh, I finally risen to the level of my ability. And now everything is hard. And I'm here to tell you of, of all the people out there who are well-situated to tolerate that kind of stress, the people at the tippy top who've never had to work for it, are not the ones who are best situated to handle that stress, right? So there's this this barrier that's coming, right? If you're aiming high, sooner or later, you're gonna hit a ceiling and you're gonna need to know how to bump your head against a ceiling. And that's one of the things that I I love about the AMC is it's an opportunity to like deal with that kind of frustration of like, what do you mean I can't answer all 25 in the 75 minutes that they've given me? I've never had a test like that before. Yeah, that's the whole point. You've never had a test like that before. This is an opportunity to experience that and learn the skills that you're less skilled classmates have been grappling with for years
0: right well and that was such a that happened to me for sure right like i went from public high school to like a boarding high school i transferred and I you, was, you went to like exeter didn't you yes yeah i, did. I mean yeah and, that's
1: like hardcore
0: yeah suddenly i was getting bees and i was like oh <laughs> i'm not that smart actually like it
1: yeah it, it, we've all been there. that's rough,
0: yeah, but it also it's such an important skill because as you get into the business world, what you're gonna find is i don't know there's if you put yourselves in the right rooms, uh there's always someone in the room that is smarter than you at something yeah, that's related to yeah. whatever it is in your job, and so you're gonna have to learn how to deal with this stuff um yeah, but yeah, I think that I mean it's really like there are so many there's so many kids that are that are so smart and you know a lot of times i feel like preparing for the act or the sat is like kind of a chore right so i mean the hope oh god yes the hope with this is that's fun that's kind of the other thing that i think is cool about this test
1: i think it's great and you know to, before we leave the topic entirely you, you just touched on something um that really relates to a uh, mindset right carol mm-hmm. dweck's big blockbuster book from a decade back or whatever um longer than that actually um which is the idea that if you're on the top of the heap and you don't have to work for it then consciously or not, your mental energy is going to go to staying at the top of the heap and maintaining an identity as a smart person, which means you're not going to grow very much. Whereas if you're in a room of peers and you're challenged and you're scared, guess what? You're going to grow. It may be a little bit uncomfortable, but you're going to be really glad you were there, and that, thats another reason why it's like when I get a kid who's like, "Yeah, it's a chore to do the ACT and the SAT because I'm already getting a 1500, and my counselor says I need to get a 1570 or whatever it is." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Yeah, no, that's not—that's not growth." You know what I mean? That's—that's that's learning to become meticulous, right? Oh, I've got an A's and all—I've got A's in all my classes, and I study 45 minutes a night or whatever. Or I do a bunch of busy work for homework. It's like, "Yeah, you're not—you're not—you may be." making your way into a top university, but you're not making your way into a challenging life. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the big picture of what we're trying to do here, I think. Right.
0: Yeah, so like, let's talk a little bit, literally just brass tacks for a second. Like, what is sure, the sure. AMC actually testing on? Like, what are the questions like? Yeah. Like, what is sort yeah. of, what's like, and what's sort of the, the path that it, like that you go on when you are gonna prepare for this and then take this?
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, I think here's, th- this isn't actually even an AMC question, but it's, it's sort of in the right sort of flavor. Uh, so I'll, ju- I'll just kind of throw it out there. What I want you to do, Tyler, is I want you to imagine a sequence of numbers. Okay. And the sequence I want you to imagine is a particular sequence. It's the one that starts with two and goes up by threes, two, five, eight, 11, 14, 17, and so on. Okay. And it just, it goes as long as you want it to go. <clears throat> now you also know that a so-called perfect square is when you take some number, one, two, three, and you multiply it by itself, right? So one squared, two squared, three squared. And so perfect squares are a different sequence. one, four, nine, sixteen, twenty-five, thirty-six, 16, 25, 36, and up it goes, okay? Mm-hmm. What I want you to do is I want you to find me the smallest number that's on both lists.
0: Mm. Is it two? No, two's not a perfect square.
1: <laughs> uh, but see, so you're, mm. so you're already executing a really good AMC skill, which is Let's look at the, let's, let's, let's hope for an easy problem. Let's take a look at two, right? Rather right, than right. like recoiling from it, I see you kind of looking off into the distance and starting to engage with the problem, right? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's going
0: to be because it starts on two, I'm trying to do so you, so 81 won't work, Right. I'm trying to go backwards from
1: 81. This is a, this is okay, a tough one. Let's, it's let's, tough it a tough one. paper. <laughs> yeah, no, I got that for sure. But yeah. let, let's let's take a moment and just let's, let's hit the big pause button and let's look at what you were just doing, right? Mm-hmm. So immediately you're thinking about these things. I can see by the kind of half smile on your face that you're entering this kind of creative, like, oh, ooh, that's an interesting thing, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, it's a crossword puzzle. This could be fun for me, right? Which is great. And the other thing that you're doing is you're saying, okay, what does this feel like to me? What are some techniques I can use that I've used in the past that might help, you know, all this kind of stuff? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as, stu- well, I'll put it this way students today, more than ever before, in my humble and, you know, shuttered opinion or whatever, blinkered opinion, students more than ever are being trained to pre memorize facts and techniques and methods for solving problems so that their process tends to be identify the problem, <laughs> categorize the problem. Recall the algorithm that applies to the problem. What right. you're doing is slightly different, right? You're looking at the problem, you're you are categorizing, but you're doing it in a very playful way. You're kind of bouncing it around from different, I can just see from the look in your eyes. That's kind of, oh, what, what, what is this problem like? And then rather than I'm gonna pick the right algorithm from my memory, you're experimenting. You're you're playing again, right? You're just like, oh, I'll try this, I'll try this. Hmm, that's interesting. What's going on here? Okay. Now what turns out there, there's a couple other deeper things going on with this problem that make it really interesting. One is a fourth or fifth grader can understand the problem. Maybe right. not solve it, but they know what's being asked. And that's right. pretty common to the AMC problems. Most of them are like, okay, maybe there's a word or two here that I'm unfamiliar with. I have to do a half an hour of reading up, right? To, and, and I should pause this by saying like, in order to engage with the AMC, it's true that you need to spend some single digit number of hours actually like looking up some stuff that you probably weren't taught in school, right? Not a hundred hours, but a single digit number of like, okay, what, you know, what's the definition of this word and that word and that kind of stuff, right? You
0: may not have seen (laughs) Fibonacci sequence or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and then you read the Wikipedia or the first few paragraphs of the Wikipedia page and you're like, okay, I kind of get the idea. That's good. And that is good enough, right? (laughs) Um, But the other thing that's interesting about this is, uh, first of all, I'm just, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who wants to pause or whatever. The answer to this question is, there isn't one. there are no numbers that are on both of those lists.
0: That's so funny because in the background, I've been sitting here going, okay, so 49. No, it doesn't work. 64,
1: right? Right, (laughs) right. Right. And, um, and so, so what we, what we train AMC people to do is to, to observe what they're thinking as they're thinking it. So for example, when you're going, I'm gonna go through the perfect squares, one, four, nine, sixteen. 16, someone else would go through the other sequence, two, five, eight, eleven, fourteen. 11, 14. And I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. I'm just saying like recognizing that there might be some strategy in picking one over the other is part of how you engineer your own thought process and grow your own thought process to become more sophisticated. Now, this isn't just a, a, a cruel prank I'm playing on everyone because there isn't an answer. In fact, the the next natural question that comes up is, okay, well, why would that be like that? Surely, surely Wes is lying to me, right? Like there's gotta be, I mean, it's, they're infinitely long lists. Surely there has to be one. And the answer to the question, why isn't there, okay, gets deep into a subfield of math called number theory that again, a a fourth grader can understand. Like it's not this crazy symbols all over the blackboard kind of, you know, whatever, yeah. It's, like, like, you know, Einstein at the blackboard. The yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, no, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not doing that here. It, it's, but at the same time, it's not, it's not, it's almost never taught in a school. And in fact, it's rarely taught even in most enrichment contexts, uh, at least unless you get pretty deep into them. And it's interesting stuff. It's like, who right. wouldn't want to engage with a problem that a fourth grader can understand that most grownups can't solve? Like that's intrinsically interesting. Right, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh well, all right. What is this number theory thing? What else does it get into? And again, right, it's like you're never going to see this in school. You're totally capable of learning it, and it's going to give you a lot more deep understanding of kind of what's going on in most math classes.
0: Right, right it's, well, and it's like a curiosity thing too, right? Like it's totally. making math fun instead of like you yeah. said, just
1: kind of like calculator. Right, exactly. You know, um, right now the the smart kids in the class are racing to who can come up with the answer first. But this competition, it's who can come up with an answer, period. Mm-hmm. Or who can come up with an answer that's convincing. And from my perspective, those, those translating that stuff into real life skills is super obvious, you know what I mean? Like, how, when was the last time in your job that you needed to get the answer in a second and a half instead of two seconds, right? Never. Right, but, or just
0: you know, you're like you fire, you're like you answer the question quickly at a meeting. Cool.
1: Yeah, like no one cares, right? Yeah. But what they do care about is if you can solve a problem that no one else can, or if you can bring some insight to a problem that helps somebody else, right? And that's the kind of thing we're grappling with here. Right. Um. So, um. So to get back into your question of like, okay, what's the nature of this test? I've given you kind of a flavor for it. Now, kind of getting a little bit more brass tacks. Um. There's uh seventy five minutes to answer twenty five questions. So the naive. A uh, competitor or you know um, novice might say, "Well, that's three minutes per question," but it doesn't work like that because, uh, unlike the SAT and the ACT, well, let me put it this way: like those tests, the questions get more difficult as you go, but unlike those tests, they get difficult very steeply. Okay, so um, my third-grade daughter can probably answer number one on any AMC. Like it's just it's it's clearly just like a warm-up. You know, whatever. It's no big deal, but. Hand to God, there have been problem twenty fives where I don't even understand what's being asked after reading the question three times. Okay. Yeah, this like is it's your job. it's nuts. Yeah. yeah, and it's my job. It's like, I'm actually good at this stuff, right? I'm thinking, uh, At one, I remember one time I was proctoring one of these exams and I was looking at question 25 and it was one of those situations where like, I don't even know what that symbol means. Like, I haven't seen that before. And I'm just screwing around. I'm just playing, which is the point, right? And I'm like, well, what does it probably mean? That probably means that, oh, that wouldn't make sense. Oh, maybe it means this. Oh, but that would mean that the question's asking this. Oh but that would mean oh wait a minute wait a minute and but you like suddenly i've entered this like you know uh, fugue state of scribbling stuff on paper and 5 minutes later i look up and i'm like oh that must mean that oh i know how to attack this question and then i'm all into it right then it's like it's been however long it takes to like figure it out uh, and it was a super fun time right um and that's the thing about it is it it it, it lights you up you're like oh i discovered something here and I guess the other beautiful thing about it is the people who are writing these problems are setting you up for really beautiful discoveries. Like these are really deep thinkers who put a lot of effort into crafting elegant puzzles that expose really beautiful underlying mathematical things. Yeah, I mean, in general, I think
0: that was like one of the biggest analogies when we were doing our prep for this was you're talking about... um, you know, people who like puzzles, right? Yeah, There's a whole market for that, right? I mean, I had friends in college that would buy those, like, little cube things that are, like, you know, 16 ways interconnected, and you have to figure out how to get them out, (laughs) get all the pieces Oh, yeah, those,
1: like, those little metal puzzles where you got to get the two pieces apart, that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, no. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I I guess maybe that... I don't know if this is the right time to segue into this, but I feel like that maybe is where it's just, like, so you know as you are so as you're kind of thinking about ah, is this for me like do i want to do this right um is wh- how would you get started
1: yeah that makes sense so um i think the the best okay so the most straightforward way to get started is you can go you can go google up AMC 12 and you can download a a series of questions and you can do a few of them and see if they turn you on but Um, probably uh, an even better way is that like, it really isn't so much about the AMC. It's about sort of the idea of solving difficult puzzles and interesting puzzles. And there's a bunch of the amc is just one of the games in town here right in addition to the amc competition there's places like brilliant.org and those folks have a long history in competitions very analogous to the amc they do like a question of the day service and they organize them by you know you go to brilliant i like a, i don't know those guys or anything i'm not you know being paid to say this i just respect their work mm-hmm. they you know they give you a bunch of questions and like i've i've uh, you know, I'm guilty of having been on my phone on Brilliant.org when I should be asleep late at night, like just thinking through some of these interesting questions they've posed. Um, uh, I love uh, Grant Sanderson's uh, Three Blue One Brown channel on YouTube. Um, I think we're all familiar with, like Matt Parker and Stand Up Maths, and like you know, there's and obviously everyone's got their own stuff, but um, I, I think that. Probably if you're likely to enjoy the AMC, you probably already know about some of these things or something at least closely anal- analogous to it. It's just a matter of kind of like, oh, if you already enjoy that stuff, yeah, you're already in the zone. And if you're listening to this and you're saying, God, I haven't heard of any of those things. Okay, go cool. Check some of them out, right? And just see if some of that stuff is interesting. Again, poke around a YouTube channel, check out Brilliant.org's free stuff, uh, Google up AMC 12 and just read some of the questions, maybe read some of the answers just to get a feel for it. Who knows? Um and very quickly you'll have a reaction of like this is just not my good uh, my idea of a good time or oh wow that really is interesting
0: mm-hmm. right and then yeah that is also just something that i think is uh just like an important little side tangent i want to throw in also yeah is while doing well in the amc and qualifying for the amy um yep. which is what happens if you do well <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah will be a very strong piece of any college application to top schools right like mit stanford and i do want to get into that
1: yeah yeah that's right
0: while that is true you probably shouldn't do this if
1: that's the only reason you're doing it and you hate it it's not gonna be fun i don't know it's okay if it's the only reason but it's not okay if you hate it um you know what i just I just realized I did myself a huge disservice because I didn't mention, uh, just a moment ago, com slash podcast. Mm. I actually have oh, yeah. a podcast that is mostly AMC problems where I pose a question and then the next episode, you know, uh, do the best crowdsource solution and talk through it and all that kind of good stuff. Um, oh, cool. and I think that's a great intro to this stuff too. Um, but to, to get back on, uh, uh, on what you were saying, um, yeah, I agree. You don't you don't do this because it's it's a it's a less disgusting hoop to jump through. You do it because you've got to jump through some hoop somewhere, and this one is actually fun, right? right. And you've got a you've got a you've got a flair for it. Um, I'll, I'll mention at this point a really common problem that happens um, for students, and this is a pretty good tell that the AMC would be good for you. Okay, uh, here's the here's the uh, here's the situation. We've got a kid who is getting let's say um a 32 or 34 on the act somewhere in the 1400s or low 1500s on the sat okay they did this with minimal to no prep right they oh yeah i'm I'm hot stuff you know i did all this, and you know that that is quite an unusual achievement so yeah that you know yeah you, you are some hot stuff um they begin doing some kind of preparation to do better at this stuff and what they discover is as you say it becomes a slog because they already know how to do this very high score and uh, get this very high score. To do better doesn't require them to know more stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require them to be brighter or faster. It requires them to be more meticulous by and large.
0: Yep. Because yeah, the reason they're not mistakes. already getting-
1: Yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Zero mistakes for four hours. When was the last time you did something without making a mistake for four hours? I don't remember, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's not, a, it, like, it's a slog to them because it's training them for something that they well know isn't a thing they want. Right? You know, it's like being a machine is not something I aspire to. Like, yes, I want to be able to reduce my mistakes when, you know, when it's really important. And yes, there is some value in that, but like big picture, I would rather do something that I'm good at and enjoy that that rewards me for being awesome more than it penalizes me for being human. And that's yep. the AMC.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I mean it, it is interesting that we've kind of You know, for better or for worse, you're you it's a lot in a lot of ways, these tests are preparing people for yeah, I don't know how to say this gently, like middle <laughs> middle manager corporate world where like You're graded a lot more by your lack of mistakes than by your brilliance in your ideas, right? Right. Like, and so, you know, if you want to maybe aspire to be above middle management corporate world or whatever, right? And, like, you're, like, coming up with new things that are entirely creative, you know, this is a way to maybe get that muscle a little bit trained.
1: I think that's exactly right. It's the whole winners' game versus losers' game thing, right? As a beginning tennis player, all you're trying to do is minimize the number of unforced errors you make. That's how you're going to win. Like a okay. champion tennis player, actually needs to do stuff that leads to victory, right? Needs to get all fancy. But you know, for mere mortals like me, it's just about not messing your own self up. Mm-hmm. You know, let the other guy make the mistakes, and then you're going to win. Um, and it's it, it bums me out that some of our most gifted students are fundamentally playing losers' games right they're trying to reduce unforced mistakes when they should be playing winner's games of how hard of a challenge can i overcome this is a good time to point out that the amc doesn't cover any calculus or anything beyond it like it's it, it like it's it's super hard but it's not super advanced and that's another thing that makes it super interesting but i feel like we should pivot into the whole business of how it's valuable to admissions yeah exactly mentioned it a few times yeah 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 um so let me start by saying as you've mentioned, right? Um everybody applying to, you know, top school x, right? Already has a 4.2 GPA, already has the SAT score, already has the, you know, all the stuff, right? <clears throat> and as I think you've covered on this podcast before, um it's it's not like it's not like um top score wins in these uh competitions oh, for these admission slots. Definitely not. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's more that like, if, you know, you need to be this tall to ride this ride, right? You need to be above this GPA, above this SAT score, above this level of extracurriculars, whatever. And for these high achievers, that, that bar isn't really all that high honestly, like, sure. If you have a 1380, it's like, okay, that's not actually there. But for most of the people we're talking about getting to 1500, isn't this crazy, crazy thing. It's like a nominal amount of work. And then you're there.
0: Right. And it's more like the, you know, oh, we got to get the 1550 or 1570 or whatever. But if you have a 1550 getting
1: to 1600, is not going to get you in. It's yeah, it's that's exactly right. Else. Yeah. And, and, and that's a classic example of being aimed at the wrong, at the wrong thing right? If, if I'm the parent of a, well, if, if I see a kid, I'll put it that way. If I see a kid who's got a 1550 and is aiming for 1600. Okay. Their reasoning is normally I can get a 1600. So why shouldn't I? And my response is what else could you be doing with this time? Is this the highest leverage thing you could get? Yes, you could get to 1600. But to your point, it's not going to help you very much. Whereas the time and effort it's going to take you to get from 1550 to 1600 could be doing something else that's even more valuable. And so you should focus on that. Why do we focus on the 1600? Because it doesn't require any imagination.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, it's just I'm going I'm I'm to follow this path even harder. But what cool. do you think admissions committees want? People who follow the path without imagination or, or people who come up with something better to do? I'm Mm. I'm putting my money on option B, right? Well, right. That's something we talked
0: about on this podcast a lot, right? Like one woman advised a kid who got into Stanford because he started a nonprofit that took leftover fish from fishermen's catches in Florida and like donated them to food banks. Bingo. Right. And you hear that story and you're like, of course that kid got into Stanford. Right. But, um, but at the same time, you know, it's. It's not entirely obvious when you're sitting there, you know, either as a parent or a student in your house, in your kitchen, what can I do that's like that, right? (laughs) It's not, it's, it's, you know, it requires um, a little bit of -of out-of-the-box thinking, but the flip side of it is universities love out-of-the-box thinking, because what do they want? Like, at the end of the day, what does a university actually want?
1: They want something who's going to be
0: good in school. But then they yeah. also want someone who will eventually make a name for themselves after school, in a way that makes the university look good. Absolutely, and maybe leads the donations. Like that's like that's yep. kind of their end game, right? So yeah, who's going to do that? The person who gets the perfect SAT score it, at their job, like whatever the equivalent is, like. I don't know. I
1: mean, it depends, but probably not. (laughs) Yeah, we've seen that academic success does correlate with, you know, uh, career success, but not nearly as tightly as most people think. Like it's a pretty loose, weak correlation, right?
0: Right. Well, and it's also the, you know, the sort of entrepreneurial bug, if you want to call it Yeah, there you go. Is, I think, the thing that people want to look for. And and where is that? In the short term, where does that come from? It comes from passion about something. Right, right. Usually, people don't. That's absolutely right. It it's like most of the time, people don't just start businesses because they're like, "I want to just," you know, "I'm doing this thing that I hate because I know that it's a good business idea." Like they usually (laughs) care about what they're doing.
1: Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And one of the things that's so interesting about the AMC and the admissions committees knows know this right is that it's, um, it models the the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, at a small scale, but at a meaningful scale. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is um, here we are bashing people who follow the path even while out of the other sides of our mouths, we're saying, follow this path. But there, that's not <laughs> actually contradictory, right? And the reason it's not contradictory is that, again, the admissions committees know this, the path to doing well in the SAT, to doing well on grades and so on is, is kind of a mindless slog. The path to doing well on AMC does not go through a mindless log. It can't go through a mindless log. It goes through creativity and outside the box It's the only way you can get good at this thing. And mm. I'll make the point here that some people have done well on the AMC by, by trying to you know memorize the the AMC encyclopedia for lack of, you know, it's not a real thing, but you get the idea, right? They spend literally yeah. literally thousands of hours trying to get good at every single problem that's ever been published. And while that is, I mean, it can be a successful strategy in the sense that you can get a high AMC score that way, you know, the problem is that their the rest of their academic life tends to fall apart as a result because thousands of hours isn't a thing most high schoolers can afford, right? You're, or again, people. you're trying to keep up a GPA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're trying to keep up a GPA. You're trying to keep up, uh, you know, all this other stuff, these activities, the, you know, donating your fish and all that kind of good stuff, right? It's like you can't afford to do it that way. Which means the only path to success is through creative thinking, through outside-the-box thinking, through this stuff that we know that the universities and the kids and the parents are all interested in. Mm-hmm. And
0: so that's, that's maybe a good time to kind of then ask or, or segue a little bit. Um, sure. So we've established that the AMC promotes creative thinking. Universities yep. like creative thinking. Do university yeah. admissions officers
1: connect the dots on those two things? And, well, my understanding is that the MIT application still explicitly asks for your AMC twelve score, uh, wow. as does Caltech's. Yeah, it's like there's a space for that. Like they know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and uh, you know, to me, that kind of kind of says the whole thing. Um, and it's it's not like it's the only thing they accept, but you know. As an, as an interview, as an alumni interviewer for MIT for some years, right, the, just, just like you were saying, the thing I was always looking for was passion. And yeah. passion normally surfaces as something that someone's really into that's a little unusual. And it, the admissions committee, you know, what are they trying to do? If you ask almost any of them, what they'll say is, we're trying to get a class of the appropriate size, all of whom are qualified, who make an interesting mix together. Right. Mm-hmm. If we have a world class cellist, it's like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's get that person. Right. And in a way that's directly analogous, if you're um, if you're doing very well at this competition, they know you're not just a plugger. Like you're a little bit quirky. You've got a bent in a direction that aligns with their mission, mm-hmm. and you've had to do some outside the box thinking to get to that level. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. particularly if you had a life outside of it.
0: Right. Well, and I think that's, that's also a good way to kind of, even just to reiterate what we said earlier, which is like the yeah, AMC yeah. is not just for like math whiz kids who want to do math, like as a career, right? Like it, it's really yeah. for, it's for people I think who probably are naturally inclined to like math. Um, sure. And, I, and
1: who are, who, and who are, and who like challenge.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: You know, like the, the non-math kid who does well on the AMC is the kind of kid who would learn, try to learn a foreign language just for fun. Right. Okay. Not super common, but like not unheard of, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, oftentimes homeschoolers, but like, you know, all kinds of, all, all kinds of folks do it. And, uh, and that's one of the places, uh, not to, you know, um, a pivot too blatantly, but that's one of the things that I really love about our, a uh, AMC achievable course mm-hmm. is yeah. that. Um, Much, you know, uh, much like Duolingo or a vocabulary drill or whatever would be helpful if you were learning a foreign language, the Achievable AMC course is very helpful for learning sort of the building blocks, the, the basic fundamentals, kind of getting them in your head so that you can begin to, in air quotes, right, speak the language of these puzzles with some fluency because again, right, you, you can't speak a foreign language without some core vocabulary, and you can't really participate in the AMC without sort of a core understanding of the principles, most of which you learned in school, but some of which you didn't, and many of which you may have forgotten since sophomore year or what, you know, whatever it is, right? Right.
0: Or it was like a footnote, right? Like, like perfect, oh, yeah, perfect a squares is the thing that you maybe have to regurgitate three times and you never see it again.
1: Exactly. Right. And I, what, I, I just um, – ever since I found out about uh, – not to get like super nerdy about it, but ever since I found out about spaced repetition some years back and some mm. of the advances that had been made there, right, it was like, oh, here's a way that I can actually just upload stuff into my brain at a much smaller outlay of time and effort. And it's kind of gamified. Like it's, it's right. fun. So you can just do it. And it, it, it's not only not a big time commitment, it's also not a big energy commitment. It's just like do the thing and the stuff will stick in your head. I remember the first time um, that I was doing this. I think I was doing it with Spanish vocabulary, right? Mm-hmm. And it, the first time that I was then speaking halting Spanish with someone and the right word just popped into my head in a way it never had before. And I was like, oh, this is the future. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was really this experience. And um, and I love it when my students say the same thing. It's just like, you know, we are working on some problem together. And then they just pull up this, oh, isn't this a good time to use thus and such theory? And I'm like, yes. How did you know that? And oh, it came up in the achievable course recently. Oh, okay, good. And then we just move on from there. Right. I just, it's just lovely. Right. That's great. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm really great. happy to hear that. And I mean, yeah. you wrote the course, so nice job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But uh, um, I, it, it really is. It's, it's, um, uh, you know, uh, not to be uh, excessively love fest about it, but I'm, I'm really excited about the way your technology can marry with kind of a deep you know, narrow knowledge of, of of folks like me, and really create something that, you know, actually benefits people in a very tangible way. I think that's just so cool. Yeah, thank you. I
0: really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And yeah, this is probably a good time to segue into kind of like the ecosystem of AMC things, um, oh, yeah, right? Good point. So achievable, we are. We have an AMC course. We're a member of right. that ecosystem. Uh, has all the all the same great sort of technology behind it that our ACT course has, as Wes mentioned. Um, and then there's a lot of other kind of little like players in the world. Um, probably, I mean, there's you, right. You and other tutors like you that are for people that really want to get, get good, (laughs) right. Like really want to go deep on it.
1: And there, there are, there are a lot of other tutors, um, well, I'll put it this way. Um there's there's a wide variety of expertise out there with respect to AMC and I don't want to position myself as like, oh, I'm the, you know, the nerdiest of the nerds. Um but but I am pretty unusual in that um rather than going deep into the super hard math as some of these folks do, mm-hmm. um I'm much more about making it accessible to sort of um uh, what I'll, what I'll call uh, bright mere mortals, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm really much more about how can we take this incredibly difficult exam and break it down into a bunch of life skills that we know we're gonna use and along the way become good at this kind of puzzle solving? Mm-hmm. Right. My my intention is you're gonna you're gonna do some work with me and it's gonna make you better at crosswords. It's gonna make you better at job interviewing, it's gonna make you better at the GRE, right? Maybe not as right. good as a GRE GE course, right? But like still, like there's there's a there's a mindset, a mindset shift in there. That can be taught, right? That can be coached, um, and that really uh, applies across the whole domain. But but we're talking about the ecosystem. So yeah, the nine hundred pound gorilla in the AMC world is art of problem solving. Uh, mm-hmm. Richard Russick, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, I've only met him once. Um, <clears throat> uh, AOPS, as we call it, is basically a, a big online community, uh, mostly students, probably some parents in there, uh, plenty of teachers, whatever. But mostly students, and it's basically crowdsourced wisdom around the AMC. So like all the past exams are available there and like a bunch of like, you know, crowdsourced answers to each of the problems and and they, you know, they have a profit uh, they have a non-profit and a pro- for-profit arm. Uh they teach classes and all this kind of stuff. And the only reason that I'm, you know, repping someone in this, is, it, it like they do high-quality work. There's no two ways about it. Right? Sure. The um many many of my students have gone through AOPS and then come to me because they're like, "Okay, I, you know, I need some things that AOPS can't uh can't do." Mm-hmm. Um but I think for people who are just starting out, the courses tend to be relatively inexpensive, right? They're, it's mm-hmm. kind of a low impact sort of thing. And, you know, it's not like it's not high quality work. Um, so that's a that's a lovely option to get going. Um, in particular, they make a couple of books, Art of Problem Solving Volume One and Two, and they've been around for 20 or 30 years. And they're, you know, they're good books, just full stop, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in tr- interested in, in this stuff, then then picking up one of their books and flipping through it would be a good idea. Um, one of the things that I would uh caution you about is, um, uh, continue to engage with those folks for as long as it's interesting and stop when you hit a roadblock. Um, and that's what, that's just what I get from, from folks that I've had, you know, who, who graduate in some sense from AOPS to me is that, uh, there are certain properties of the courses and so on that, you know, that don't allow you to advance to the very highest level in, in the smoothest way. But again, it's a good intro. Um, the and and a similar thing applies to a lot of AMC tutors out there. Um, there are many AMC tutors who are really, um, let's say, pre calculus tutors, right? Academic support tutors who dabble in AMC. And again, great in the beginning, but um, that's sort of like training for the Olympics with the guy who coached the little league team. You know what I mean? Like, there, as you progress, right? There's, there's, He has a different, he has a different like purpose in life, right? Like his goal is for kind of to,
0: to go help everybody get to a certain point. And then once you reach that point, if you want to be one of the 2%
1: or whatever that goes past it, you've got to find somebody else. Yeah, that's exactly. And you know, it applies both ways, right? Yeah. It applies both ways, right? When I'm, when I'm coaching someone, you know, when they make the Olympiad, it's like, you know what, I'd love to keep helping you. And there are better people out there for you at this time, right? There's, you know, you've got your lane. Um, So let's see. We've uh, talked about AOPS, all the good that they do. I mentioned brilliant.org earlier. Um, There are a bunch of uh, sort of neighboring competitions that are worth knowing about, right? There's the um, – what in California is the California Math League? But in general, it's called Math League. Uh, It's a state-by-state small team competition, administered in schools, administered in schools. There's the USA MTS, which is a a lower time pressure, more proof-based thing. Um, there's stuff like, you know, uh, purple math and kangaroo math and, you know, these, um, competitions for, um, for younger students. Um, and there's a bunch of summer math camp, um, you know, the granddaddy, uh, or sort of the, 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 the biggest dog in that field is Canada, USA math camp, but there's a, um, <clears throat> which tends more towards grad school type work and less towards competitions, but still they're such high quality work that they do there and then there's the awesome math and the you know math and all these other um i'm sure i'm missing some of the, the big ones um ross promise um but all these math camps um there are some neighboring competitions in sciences all that kind of good stuff um but i think the um the the thing to understand here is that um like the ACT and the SAT there are a lot of different places you can go to get help and even more than the SAT and ACT getting getting a resource that's well matched to your temperament and your level of ability is especially important here and and again it's just because it's just harder right like i can meet with someone 6 12 24 times depending on where they're starting and get them to a really high ACT or SAT goal um whereas AMC just it you have to learn to think differently it's not mm-hmm. just a bullet list of stuff that you need to learn uh, and so you know getting a good match really does matter. Uh, and most of my most successful students have uh, have worked with multiple different. Uh, touch points in the ecosystem right they they go to aops they take a course there they discover the achievable course they learn some stuff they take another aops course they hire the local math tutor they kind of you know run him out into the end of his knowledge right they they find me or or someone like me they gain some more performance skills they you know they reach that really high level uh that's that's the gold star on the on the application and then mm-hmm. they make that decision point of like do i want to pursue the olympiad just you know because or not in which case they go on uh, to work with someone else or they, uh, they say, okay, great. I've, I've hit my goal here. Let me go off and climb some other mountain. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a really interesting space. And I mean, the reason why I felt like it was, it was sort of appropriate for this podcast is because I think in the college of Missions land, it's a really unique, uh, kind of opportunity that I think a lot of people still don't really know about. Like, it's still kind of like the, a little bit of a secret, like, sort of what's the word? It's not like, it's not like quietly kept secret, but you know what I
1: mean? I do. Like if, if, if you qualify for the, for the very first round after the AMC, and again, multiple rounds here, you qualify for the invitational, then you can say with a straight face and your admission will say on your behalf that you are among the top 5% of creative math thinkers, right? Not in the nation, but among the kids who think they're the best. Because right. the p- people who take the AMC, like, you know, it's not it's not generally speaking kids who don't think they're going to do well. You take the AMC because, you you know, you think you're going to do well. And among those people, you're the top 5%. It's like, wait a minute. That's a whole other tier right. than we're used to
0: thinking about. And you also proved that, like, and this is also another, like, college admissions thing that we've talked about a lot on this podcast is, like, You've proved that you have followed
1: through when you have an idea and you want to do something about it and you want to do it. You you can't get there without grit. You can't get there without a modicum of imagination. You can't get there without all that stuff. You know. It's absolutely right. It checks so many boxes. Yeah. And again, for the right kid, it's actually fun. Exactly. (laughs) It's it's like that. It's fun and you get some
0: good life skills out of it. I I just think it's it's a really, it's a really cool option. Do you have any other kind of parting thoughts in the last minute or
1: so here? I've got a million of them, but I know that we've got, to, we've got to end here. So I'll just say that if you go to westcarroll.com slash start, I'm happy to talk with anyone who's listening to this. Uh, you know, I, I routinely have a 20 or 30 minute chat with anyone who shows up on my website and fills out the short form there. And uh, I, I, really, I, I really enjoy talking about this stuff, even to someone who isn't going to then work with me, whatever, uh, because I think that this is such a good opportunity for students, independent of how they get there. I think that it's a really good option people should explore.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Wes. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Wes Carroll from Wes Carroll Tutoring. And you can get a free trial of any of Achievable's courses by visiting achievable.me, and that includes our ACT course and our AMC 8 and AMC 10 and 12 course. And for all of them, you can use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout.